Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? Change is afoot. I heard it's snowing across the entire U.S. It's snowing not in Rhode Island. Really? It is not snowing currently as we record this mm-hmm. in the state of Rhode Island, and I heard... It hasn't snowed all year. In Florida. In Rhode Island. True story. No, really? I, had, I had a coaching call today um, with a loan officer who's in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And I just said to him, I'm like, hey, man, it's like 78 degrees and sunny down here. How are things in Rhode Island? He's like, cold. I'm like, yeah, are you all getting pelted with snow? And he's like, no. I'm like, because my friends in Wisconsin yeah, are getting that? just hammered. Yeah. According to him, it hasn't really snowed this year. How beautiful has this, the weather been in Florida yesterday? Oh my Particularly God, the sunsets. Have you seen the sunsets recently? No, I haven't. I haven't. You know what I did do last night, though? What's that? I went to the Savannah Bananas baseball game. What is that, like a grapefruit league for kids? No, it is, think, Harlem Globetrotters for baseball. Really? It is phenomenal. They have a massive, like, Instagram following, John. If you were, like, I don't know. Non-social media? I'm not. On IG? Yeah. If you spent more time on <laughs> at the Lone Officer Podcast <laughs> handle on IG. Nah, man. Um, yeah, it was really, really fun. Where was it? Where's the game at? Winter Park High? No, a little bit better than that. All the way out in Daytona Beach. So, uh, wife oh. and I drove an hour from Orlando to get up to Daytona Beach. It was at a minor league baseball stadium. It's where the uh, Daytona Tortugas... I think they're affiliated with the Cincinnati Reds. Back yeah. in the day, it was the Daytona Beach Cubs. Yeah. And they were affiliated with the Cubs organization. Okay. But no, there's like five, 6,000 people in there. It was entertaining. Like, imagine a baseball game. I don't want to give away too much, but I kind of want to promote people to like want to go <laughs> see them. Yeah. Imagine a baseball game that every inning was whether or not you won or lost the inning. So instead of like sitting through this game that could be four or mm-hmm. five, five hours, hours long, Two hours, nine innings. So, like, let's say you're the visitor team and you scored no runs that inning. Yeah. I come up, first batter hits a home run. Next inning. Is Next up. inning. Yeah, we start. We That's oh, it. That's that inning is over. They, they, I won that inning. They should adopt those rules in, like, the MLB. The pitchers got the ball, and within, like, 10, 15 seconds, even with all their dancing and shenanigans <laughs> that yeah. they do, Pitched it over the plate. They were throwing curveballs. They were throwing change-up. They were throwing fastballs. Those boys were bringing the heat. Yeah. But every pitch was, like, over the plate. Make it hittable. Very few strikeouts. And then this was really cool. If they walked, right? So let's say the Savannah Bananas walked the other team, which I think is called, like, the Party Boys or the Wild Party Animals is what they're called. Then instead of it just being walked to the base, the hitter got to take off running. And they got to run the bases – up until every Savannah banana in the um, field of play had touched the ball. So every, like so catcher ha- had to throw it to the first, first baseman, baseman, to shortstop, yeah. to second, to third, to, to right field, to left field, to center field. Once everyone had touched the ball, then the runner had to quit running. So usually a walk turned into a double. Oh, right, right. oh it was so cool. Wow. And then the music, the whole time. Really? They're jamming music. They're all singing along songs like you're at the best wedding ever Costco's hot dogs like hot dogs don't get on the food selection was phenomenal okay the food line was terrible 40 minutes what look this minor league baseball stadium although it holds five or six thousand people they're not equipped 
for five or six thousand people to show up on a Wednesday night. Mm. On a Wednesday night, John. Understaffed. Wife and I stood in line for forty minutes, and when I got up there, I crushed it. Pizza, chicken fingers, cheeseburger. I'll take one of everything, man. Basically, yeah. If I could, if I could have held it all. Yeah, my you. only complaint was seating was GA. General admission. Yeah. I would. Like, I like assigned seats. That's why I don't like Southwest. I like assigned seats. Well, that's why you pay to get the A class. You still have assigned. You, you still don't have assigned seats, even if you pay to have the A class. That is true. That just means you get first selection of some random seat next God, to some random person. Horrible. Yeah, but anyhow. Yeah. T-Lop Live Orlando. Holy sh. So when this drops, we would have had. We've already had it. Yeah. Thank you for everyone that came out to yesterday's event in the future. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like you the everyone they, who came, came out, out to yesterday's event next week. Yeah, so John and I are working freakishly ahead. I say freakishly because I would prefer to record an episode on Thursday and literally <laughs> drop it on Friday. JC says something about wow, wow, wow. That's not fair to me. I need more time. And and I do have um, some upcoming travel arrangements. Well, if my passport situation gets fixed, sure. I have some. Um, I have an awards trip that I'm going mm -hmm. on with 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 some of our top producers, mm -hmm. Costa Rica, baby. Rich coast. And then um, we're gonna come back to work for a day or two, and then it's my kid's spring break, and we're gonna take them up to New York City for a few days, few nights, see nice. a Broadway show, do some like touristy stuff, mm -hmm. and then get back to work. So you and I are working ahead. So by the time you're listening to this, T-Lop Live Orlando has already come and gone. It was a massive success. Yes, it was. We spoke it into existence. We spoke it into existence. I am working on Jacksonville. I'm trying to get Jacksonville sometime around May 21st, 22nd. West Palm Beach, we're looking at end of March, beginning of April. We, that is in the works. For whatever reason, Atlanta and Birmingham still can kind of be stalled out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping that the sponsors for both those markets um, come back to life. Oklahoma City, October, that's 90% done. And then um, I'd love to get up to do like the Boston area. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do like the whole Baltimore, D.C., Annapolis area. Mm -hmm. I have uh, some things in the works there. And basically, here's the deal. For TLOP live events, if they're in Florida, they're easier to put on and cheaper to put on because mm. there aren't typically hotels and airfare. Right. When we start traveling outside of the state of Florida, at a minimum, it's going to cost airfare and travel for myself, you, and the faculty. Mm -hmm. Anyone who is interested in sponsoring a TLOP live event, it's about five to six grand. We are not charging speaker fees. We are literally coming out. It's our way to connect with our T-loppers. Word. It is our way to bring value to the local mortgage uh, industry in those markets. It is a way for us to promote the podcast, to promote our website, mm. tloponline.com or theloanofficerpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like, that is something we get out of it. But when I look at the five or six grand, because you're looking at flights, you're looking at hotels, and depending on your city the size of the audience, the venue, and your food selection, because that's on the sponsor to put that together, right? Sponsors have to find the, the venue. Sponsors have to figure out the, the, the food situation. Typically, we do morning events. That way, it's just coffee, mm -hmm. juice, water, bagels, fruit. Yep. You can typically pull off the venue and the food for somewhere between $750 to $1,500. So if it's three sponsors, let's say a mortgage company, a title company and a homeowner's insurance company or a mortgage insurance company, like y'all can pull your money together. Mm -hmm. The venue and the food, 
fairly inexpensive, then you're looking at hotel rooms and flights, right? So five or six grand is what it costs for us to come up. And something that we do as JC and DO, like I look at this event in Orlando that we just had with 60 plus people in attendance, I'm speaking it into existence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and over 75 RSVP, and I guess some people got lost getting there, mm-hmm. right? The podcast brought half. Mm-hmm. Half of the audience were T-loppers. Half. They heard us talking about it on an episode like this, and they came out. Mm-hmm. The other half, you know, that's the sponsors. It's their way of reaching out to their clients, to their network, their connections, and bring a thing of value to them for no cost to them, mm-hmm. right? Think of a title company or think of a homeowner's insurance company being able to reach out, or even a mortgage company, being able to reach out to, to their own loan officers or maybe loan officers that they're trying to get to know better and invite them to a really awesome event Sounds like that's of no cost to them, teaching them best practices for being successful as a mortgage loan originator taught by top producers. Mm-hmm. Like TLOP Live Orlando, what did we do? We kicked it off with a mega producer teaching strategies that he and his team use today to dominate the market. Mm-hmm. Then we bring in someone to give the motivation required mm-hmm. to stay on task, to get 1% better per day. And then I typically speak last because I kick off the event. I then don't wanna kick off the event, introduce myself. So it just makes sense I speak last. And right now I'm teaching tactics, tactics that top producers and rookies of the year and mortgage millionaires implore today to expand their network so that they can generate the most amount of leads, close to most most amount of business, make the most amount of money. Mm -hmm. Right, that's what a TLOP Live event is. Anyhow. um, Today's topic. Today's topic, yeah, today's topic. Hold on, let me gloss over and pretend to pay attention, go ahead. There's lots of changes. How I kicked it off. Changes <laughs> afoot, right? Yeah. So good news changes. Okay. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm with Neil DeGraw's group, right, mm-hmm. the Ford Academy, and I'm making reels right mm-hmm. now, like I would be making a reel right now. And the problem is you're listening to this like a week after <laughs> I recorded it. Mm-hmm. But right now, if you haven't done so already, your reel needs to be home ownership just got cheaper for veterans. Thanks, I can use that for the reel. Great news for home buyers. Something along those lines, like some kind of a hook. Mm-hmm. Here's how mortgage financing. Nope, I don't like using mortgage financing. So I maybe would go. Here's how owning a home just got cheaper. There you go. Here's how owning a home just got cheaper. Well, what happened in the news this week? Two things have happened. Two things. I'm going to start with the. Least, I want to say not impressive because that's not a right word, <laughs> right? Uh, the the um, least beneficial. Okay. They're both beneficial. One's more beneficial. Okay. One's going to help more people and the savings is going to be greater. Mm-hmm. Okay. But for our veterans out there, our active duty military, our veterans, you all understand that when you're trying to purchase a home and you're utilizing your VA benefits and you're, and you're doing a VA home loan, which by the way is still my favorite loan product to originate, it is the best vehicle to, to finance real estate acquisition that I know of. If you're a non-disabled veteran, you have to pay a funding fee. If you're a veteran who, who receives at least 10% or more in disability income from the Department of Veteran Affairs, you actually are exempt from paying a funding fee. Mm. But what recently happened, a VA circular, that is the 
technical term. The VA circular was, was came out and it talked about the reduction of the funding fees. So to give you an example, and there's charts, by the way, if you Google or maybe you go to tloponline.com, Johnny, you can get it up mm -hmm. on tloponline.com. Um, you, you can you can Google VA circular funding fees and you can see what they used to be. You can see what they're going to be. And what they're going to be, uh, these changes are loans that I believe close after April 7th, okay. which is kind of just a random date. Like they have to close after April 7th. But the way that the funding fee currently works Again, for the non-disabled veterans, if you are a first-time user of your benefits, meaning you've never used your VA benefits to obtain a home loan. So first-time use, VA home loans have what's called a funding fee. Now, this isn't money you typically pay out of pocket. It's money that gets financed into the loan. Well, that funding fee just dropped from 2.3% of your loan amount if you're financing 100% down to 2.15%, which is about a $450 savings in terms of what is rolled into your loan, mm -hmm. right? So, okay, it was 450 bucks. I mean, I'm not, are you going to pass that's, up 450 bucks? No, that's solid. Yeah, it's, it's not 450 bucks in terms of like your monthly payment. It's literally, if you were going to finance, uh, purchase a home for 200 grand, if that funding fee was going to be 4,600, it's now going to be um, 40, I'm sorry, did I say, yeah, yeah, 46, it's now gonna be 43. So on a $200,000 loan, it's about $300. On a $300,000 loan, it's $450. Mm -hmm. Right, on a $400,000 loan, the savings is gonna be greater because it's a percentage of your loan amount. Mm -hmm. But, you know, saving, whether it's 300 or whether it's 600, you know, that's a savings on your loan in terms of what you have to pay back. So you won't really see that savings in your monthly payment. Mm -hmm. You'll see it when you go to sell that home and pay off your mortgage. Okay. okay, but hey, a savings is a savings. Now, if you're a subsequent user, meaning you've already had, mm -hmm. not like you, John, you're, you are a subsequent <laughs> user. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you're a subsequent use, yeah. meaning you've already utilized your VA home loans once, twice, five times before, but you're gonna do it again, mm -hmm and you're not disabled, then your funding fee was typically 3.6%. It's going down to 3.3. Okay. So again, it's a savings. It's something worth talking about. If I am a mortgage loan originator, I want to be creating content right now that is talking to my active duty military and I'm talking to my veterans that their home loan financing just got cheaper by hundreds and in some cases thousands of dollars. Okay. And it's all in the funding fee. And by the way, if you dig into that VA circular, you'll understand that I just gave you when someone finances 100% because it's a different funding fee if you put 5% down. It's a different funding fee if you put down 10%. It's a different funding fee if it's a cash out refi. It's a different funding fee if it's a EARL interest rate reduction loan, right? So there's more to it. I'm just giving you the standard and the basics, trying to keep the show moving. But it's good news. This is good news. This is making homeownership more affordable. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's some better news. Okay. So we talked about VA. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about our friends over at the FHA. Word. Shout out Sandra Thompson. Oh, or is it Julia Gordon? It's Julia Gordon. Okay. Shout out. Shout out Julia Gordon. I believe so. Man, I'm going to get butchered. Someone's going to absolutely roast good. me on I that I hope one. they do because it adds to the algorithm. All right, whatever whatever makes JC happy makes me happy. Yeah. All right. 
FHA, I believe we predicted this, John, a, I think you about did. a month or two ago. Humble brag. Humble brag. I'm pretty sure we even have like one well, of those reels, reels those real things. up on it's, Instagram and yeah. Facebook that talks about it. But as hypothesized by yours truly and many others that are in the know, mm-hmm. it was announced that FHA is reducing their monthly MI from 85 basis points for those people putting 3.5% down on a 30-year fixed mortgage, down to 55 basis points. So it's a 30 basis point reduction. Now, this is monthly payment stuff. Like on a $300,000 loan, 30 basis points over a year is $900. 900 divided by 12 is 75 bucks a month. Mm. 75 bucks a month is like $10,000 plus in purchasing power. That's tangible. That's real stuff. Right, so for FHA borrowers, with this announcement, they just increased their purchasing power by over $10,000. Are there any stipulations across the board for everyone that's applying for the FHA? The stipulation, as I understand it, it is for loans that were endorsed on or after March 20th. Where are these random dates coming on? Right, I have no idea. (laughs) They are very random. And then they're using the word like endorsed. Endorsed, typically it's on case numbers. Because on an FHA loan, you have to have a case number. Mm-hmm. Typically, LOs, your processor pulls the case number. Realtors, the processor pulls the case number once you're under contract. Borrowers, mm-hmm. home buyers, again, your case number is pulled by your lender. Typically, when FHA makes changes, it's like on case numbers. But this didn't really come from HUD. This came directly from the Biden-Harris administration. Hmm. We want this shit done, and we want it done now. So they just randomly chose. I mean, it's my wife's aunt's birthday that day. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's yeah. why they chose. I have no yeah. idea. But um, it's but that's like legit. On a four hundred thousand dollar loan, that's a hundred bucks a month. That's a hundred dollar a month. By the way, do you know how I did that math? You took no four hundred times thirty basis points. Was four times three? Four 12. times three is twelve hundred. Was twelve hundred divided by twelve hundred? Just like that, John. Yep. On a two hundred thousand dollar loan. Now it's you're looking more like 50 bucks a month, right? Three times two is six. 600 divided by 12 is 50. Did you use an abacus growing up? No. Really? An abacus? Yeah, you don't know what that is? Like maybe in With third the marble, grade. Yeah, because that's... But we didn't use one. They like showed us what one was and talked about like people who wrote hieroglyphics. Yeah, used them. because that's, that's when you do these numbers, it's like me trying to use an abacus. I just doesn't. I just play with the colorful balls and the thing. No, I literally literally struggled with math starting in like sixth grade when I took gifted math and I shouldn't have because I didn't have gifted I didn't have the um the study habits for that high of a math I wasn't ready for it I count with my fingers to this day okay I, mean, I just count with my fingers on my toes <laughs> that's the only difference between you and I John I take I take my shoes off and you keep your shoes on yeah but uh but no I mean these are big changes these are big awesome changes that Mortgage loan originators and real estate agents, like y'all need to be messaging it out, but please do me a favor. Do not talk to your end user, your ultimate consumer, like they too are in the mortgage industry. Like they too sell homes for a living. They don't know FHA. They don't know 30 basis point reduction in the MMI, monthly MI. No, here's what they need to hear, cheaper. $10,000 more in purchasing power. This recent announcement just gave home buyers $10,000 more in purchasing power. You caught my attention. What? 
$10,000 more in purchasing power? I need to hear more. This recent announcement from the Biden administration saves home buyers up to, on average, $75 per month. You caught my attention. These are the messages we need to be having for those of us in the industry. Home buyers who are tuning in, y'all can ask your realtors and your lenders to, to get geeky on you if you want. But just know if you're an FHA borrower, right? That's somebody who's looking to purchase a primary home and you're utilizing FHA for your financing. By the way, FHA is not, it is not just for first time home buyers. It is not. FHA is a great loan for a lot of people. It's not always the best loan. Sometimes the best loan is a conventional loan, or sometimes the loan amount is too high in a certain market for what FHA is willing to, to lend on because they do have maximum loan, loan limits. Mm -hmm. But the biggest misconception is FHA is only for first-time homebuyers. No, it may be the drug of choice for many first-time mm -hmm. homebuyers, but it's not only for first-time homebuyers. But please know that these changes, they are in your pocket. Like literally, whether it's 50, 75, 100, or even $150 a month, mm -hmm. that's legit savings for, for home buyers, mm -hmm. right? So that is something that we should be celebrating. The VA one, hey, look, that's 400 or $600 or $900 less that's gonna be tacked onto your loan amount, right? That means you're not paying principal and interest on that extra $400 mm -hmm. or that $600 or $900. But when you're talking about what that saves you, you're like three or four bucks a month. Right. So that savings isn't really tangible like 75 or 100 or 150 bucks a month mm -hmm. so there's one more change i want to keep talking about because it's that important okay it's so important that the national mba has sent directive to every state mba mba stands for mortgage bankers association it is the number one trade organization for the mortgage industry right right behind that would probably be the um National Association of Mortgage Professionals. But MBA is the, it's, it's it. I mean, they, they are in DC, they lobby on behalf of banks and lenders. I mean, it's the biggest think tank for our industry. Mm -hmm. So they have sent message. Word has come from DC to every state and every state has reached out to their local chapter. And they're like, y'all, we need your help. And we've done two episodes now, John, over the past six weeks, talking about loan level pricing adjustments. Mm -hmm. First, what are they? And then, holy cow, they're changing. Mm -hmm. And we have discussed, and I even posted on LinkedIn. By the way, I'm Dustin Owen on LinkedIn or at the Loan Officer Podcast on LinkedIn. And I've posted some clips from shows that mm -hmm. we do. And one of them is like, hey, we need to understand that these LLPA changes that are going to affect as we speak on new loans all of a sudden have adjustments based on debt to income ratio. And that could be very harmful for lenders and the, the people they serve mm -hmm. because we quote and lock in interest rates well before we have a finalized DTI. Cause we have to, we have to actually like do things like take the income, validate it, use third party sourcing. And if the, if the income gets cut, then the DTI could go up. It doesn't mean the person doesn't qualify. It just means their DTI goes up or during the processing underwriting, we have to come up with what's the total monthly payment going to be at the time of closing. Well, up front with our estimates. Well, what, what are the what's the insurance estimated to be? What are the taxes estimated to be? What's the HOA estimated to be? Mm -hmm. 
But once we get that finalized payment, now we know exactly what it is and we have a final DTI. So upfront, when we're locking in rates, it's based on an estimate of, of income and an estimate of cost. Even things like debts, like someone may incur a debt while going through the home buying process, not advisable. We try to avoid that at all costs, but if it happens, it happens. In many cases, it never prevents them from qualifying, but if it kicks their DTI up just one or two percentage points, all of a sudden their interest rate has to change because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, through their conservator, the FHFA, and this is where Sandra Thompson comes in and not Julia Gordon. This Sandra Thompson leads the FHFA who then regulates the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. The minute they start imposing these, you're talking about, John, I just told you 30 days ago, your rate was X, you're locked in at Y, but then we get a week before, before closing. Uh-oh. And we find out that your insurance is going to be more expensive because you are in a flood zone, although you told me you weren't in a flood zone. So that means your interface is going to go up, John. The hell? Huh? What? Yeah, what? That's bait and switch. No, what? actually it's not. Actually it's not. I just, it took me this long to get all of the details needed. Okay, that's not good to John. It's a bad look to me at lender. Mm -hmm. So then I don't even know if the regulators would even let me change your interest rate, John, because there's this thing called TRID. Mm. There's this thing called called TRID, uh, Truth in Lending Disclosure Act, something like that. <laughs> I know this, by the way. I had to know it from multiple tests for licensing requirements and probably even my CMB. But um, anyhow, I'll get roasted for that one. But we're not here to talk about TRID. We're not here to talk about what the acronym stands for, but um, it is the Integrated Disclosure Act is, is part of part of what TRID is, and it is the the, the taking a HUD and, and and the till and adding them together for us old school people. But anyhow, there's rules and regulations we have to follow, and those rules and regulations tell lenders what we can and can't change from when we when we gave someone a loan estimate versus their final closing disclosure or CD. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if, if if this happens, John, if I can even change your rate. So then if I can't change your rate. I priced your loan thinking I was going to earn X on it. Now I'm going to earn X minus this LLPA. Mm -hmm. Well, if that, if that happens too many times, I'm going to go out of business. Yeah. John, if I go out of business, I can't continue to support my community who's trying to purchase homes because we understand that home ownership is the number one way to generate wealth. Mm -hmm. So then what do I do, John? Well, then I have to come up with an algorithm that I have to figure out how much money am I going to lose because I didn't factor in the LLPA up front in terms of the adjustment for the for the worse mm -hmm. based on a higher DTI. So now I'm just gonna take all the pain that I'm gonna experience off of this algorithm created sample of loans, and I'm gonna pass it on to everybody. Pass it on now everybody everybody can everybody have gets to pay more. Yep. Because I didn't know that John's DTI was gonna come in at forty five point six. Mm -hmm. I had him at a forty three. Uh -oh. At a 43, I quoted the right interest rate. At a 45.6, because now John has flood insurance and I had to increase his interest rate to account for that LLPA. It's just bad news, right? It's bad news. This is what I want people to know. Director at FHFA.gov. If you too think it's bad news, there's an email address where you could voice your concerns. Uh -huh. Now, you might not want to do that because you're in a trust that the MBA from D.C., that's the national MBA, is pushing down to the MBA of each state who is pushing down to every one of the state's chapters that on behalf of the chapter, on behalf of the state, we all 
should be advocating on behalf of our members so that you don't have to email director at FHFA. We'll do it on your behalf, but you need to know that's happening. But if you like to be involved in this type of grassroots effort, I would instruct all of y'all to check out the Mortgage Action Alliance. That's MA, M-A-A. If you go to tloponline.com under industry resources, mm -hmm. we have hyperlinks to both MA as well as MORPAC, which is the, the Mortgage Political Action Committee. We raise money through MORPAC so that we can donate to certain Congress people and senators campaigns, those that are for mm -hmm. pro pro housing, those that are, you know, pro mm -hmm. mortgage, those that believe that regulations should go the way that we believe regulations should go. And MA is the grassroots efforts that when some S is hitting the fan mm -hmm. and we all need to come together as a group and let our Congress people and our senators know this is bad news, then MA is, is how we do it. And you can go to the loanofficerpodcast.com or tloponline.com, whichever you prefer. Mm -hmm. They take you to the same place, by the way. Um, you can check that out. But, um, yeah, this LLPA stuff, man, going on at Fannie and Freddie, as it pertains to DTI, it's scary. It is scary. Nobody knows how they're going to adjust to it. So the NBA has, like Bob Brokschmidt has used his power and his reach to contact Sandra Thompson directly. We just haven't heard back yet. Mm. So, are you going anyhow. to DC this year? Yes. When are you going? Yeah, I'll be in DC. The exact dates, it's on my calendar. It's, I think, third week of April. Okay. I think I fly in on a Monday, I fly home on a Wednesday. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll do two days of, we'll do a day of conference. Uh, then we'll go march on Capitol Hill. So, I'll probably end up uh, visiting at least one, if not both, of the, the senators' okay. offices. That'd be Rick Scott and Marco Rubio. Okay. Don't know if Rick and Marco are going to be there this year, but at least their staff will be there. And we'll probably try to hit up at least one, if not two, uh, members of the House. There you go. Yep. And we're going to go in there with our marching orders, and we're going to let them know, like, hey, this is where y'all need to be thinking as it pertains to creating policy that impacts housing or impacts mortgage and banking. Right, so it's um, I love it. It's one of my, my favorite events. I love being in D.C. that time of year. If I get really lucky, the cherry blossoms will be late blooming. Mm -hmm. Typically, they bloom closer to like end of March, beginning of April. But what if, what if, you know, we get a cold snap here in the next week or two and it uh, prolongs it? Uh, but yes, I'll be in D.C. Word. Yeah. So how's that for an episode, John Coleman? That was great. I, all I know is that there's changes coming to FHA and VA to make home ownership more affordable. There you go. Damn. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle. G.I. John! Oh, my gosh. The more <laughs> hey, you know. The more you know. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You've just tuned in to an episode of the Lone Officer Podcast. That is all the time we have for you today, but we look forward to catching you on the next episode.